Recorded live. Hey everyone, Ricardo here, RicardoBueno.com, and today I'm with E.C. Chapman, founder of Digital Dads, and Anne Henley, Chief Content Officer at Marketing Profs, both co-authors of the new Content Rules. C.C. Anne, how are you? Doing Great. Good. How are you today? I'm sorry, what was that? Doing great. <laughs> well, um, Anne, Cece, why don't you guys tell me, Anne, if you want to just give me a shout, give me, give us a little bit of background on who you are, what you do, and, you know, how the idea for writing out this book came about. Sure. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, so, yeah, I'm, a, a, as you said, the Chief Content Officer of Marketing Profs, um, but prior to that, I was... Uh, a journalist and a business writer for a long time. Um, previously founded a, a website called clicksy.com um, and um, decided to um, get together with my friend Cece and, and, um, and put together this book, which is really something that, you know, pretty much every business has to pay attention to, which is the fact that, um, you know, everybody is a publisher these days. Everybody's got to be thinking about um, how to publish, you know, compelling content on your website to, you know, both attract as well as retain existing customers and audiences and so on. Um, and so really, you know, it's, it's kind of the perfect book that, that pulls together both my, my marketing background as well as my years as a, as a journalist and editor. And I'm uh, C.C. Chapman. I am a freelance consultant that works with businesses big and small to do marketing campaigns. I'm also the founder of DigitalDads.com, where a dad can be a guy. And um, the only reason I wrote the book was because Anne asked me to, begged me to. No, no, she – I mean, but honestly, when, when, when Anne approached – honestly, when Anne approached me, I mean, I, I've, I've respected Anne and, and the work she's done for a number of years. And the minute I heard, you know, that she approached me about it, it – I just said yes. You know, it was, it, was, it just it was it was it was a topic that I firmly believed in. I, I still firmly believe in that. You know, there's a lot of companies and out there that don't fully understand what this means to them and why it's critical. And you know, getting to write a book with Anne that got to teach the world this was it, it was way too good of an offer. And and I'm excited it's out there that people are getting into it. That's good. Um, so when you guys teamed up to write the book, Content Rules is the name of it. Sorry, Cece, I can't say that nearely with as much attitude. Oh, <laughs> come on. I know you can do it. At least if you're doing it, it up a little better. <laughs> but um, it, when you guys started writing the book, it's, it, the subtitle is How to Create Killer Blogs, Podcasts, Videos, Ebooks, Webinars, and More that Engage Customers and Ignite Your Business. Uh, the, the idea is to sort of lay it it's been it's my favorite book. It's my favorite book since um inbound marketing when, when those guys came out with with theirs, the folks over at HubSpot. But what's sort of the big challenge that you see businesses face when they start to engage um in, in, in social media and start trying to engage their customers online? What's the biggest challenge and how do you guys address that in the book? Well, I mean, you, th you know, you mentioned the book um, Inbound Marketing by the guys at HubSpot, and that's a great book. I mean, I think that's a, a, almost a perfect um, pairing to our book, along with David Nerman Scott's New Rules of Marketing PR. Um, and both of those books talk about, you know, this, this issue of, you know, um, how important it is to be creating content, both as, you know, kind of a cornerstone of your marketing, but also kind of as a, as a cornerstone of, of what you're doing um, in social media, which, you know, those two issues clearly overlap. So, we felt like that there was a lot of a lot of books out there, a lot of information that that sort of said to companies, you know, you've got to be doing this, you've got to be creating content, but the challenge is, you know, how, 
And, um, you know, when we're out there talking to companies and, you know, the feedback that I'm getting a lot of times is, yeah, yeah, you know, I know that I've got to be doing that, um, but we don't know what to do. Like, should we do a blog? Should we do a webinar? Should we do a podcast? You know, um, should we have a Twitter feed? You know, we, we, we don't know what to do. Um, and the second thing is, you know, a lot of people just sort of have this scattershot approach where they'll start stuff. You know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll get on Twitter. They'll start, you know, throwing out messages, but they don't really, they don't really have any, any goals behind it. They're not really sure what they're doing. And then, you know, pretty soon it ends up being kind of this, uh, this dead zone where, you know, tumbleweeds are blowing across it. Or, you know, worse, it becomes this kind of broadcast mechanism where they're just kind of pumping mm-hmm. out messages and, and not really interacting. So I think, you know, I, I think of our book as, as kind of this perfect, uh, field guide, if you will, to, um, you know, sort of helping you figure out, okay, how is it, you know, how do we create that content, and then how do we sort of, you know, sew it across the social web? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what she said. No, she nailed it. Right? <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> now, you two are uh, taking some time to kind of tour around and, and uh, speak at different places on the book, Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, you know, we have the title, Content Rules, and, and you sort of, it's a field guide for how to engage across these different platforms. Um, as a company, whether you're an, an individual or a larger company with an editorial staff, researching staff, so on and so forth, um, what are some, I, I'd like to lay out some best practices. What do you think are some best practices for developing contently, consistently, developing content consistently over time? I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of people now, being yeah, able to we, be consistent with what your message is. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the reasons that, you know, in the book we lay out 11 different content rules, kind of to sort of lay that foundation for people and, you know, it's things that we believe they need to pay attention to and think about. Um, but when you talk about, when you focus specifically on the long term, I think, one of the key things to figure out is, A, to make sure that it fits in with all your other marketing and communication efforts because a content strategy has got to be part of the mix across the board. Otherwise, it's going to fail. If it's off on this, if it's treated as a silo off on the side, it's, it's, it's never going to get the time and respect it needs. Um, so you need to make sure it's all integrated with everything you're doing. And, you know, we're big, we're big fans of we, – we lay it out there in the book. There's a, a, the concept of an editorial calendar or a publishing schedule – so that you're not mm-hmm. just every week, you know, just saying, hey, I, I was talking to a company when I was at CES last week, and they said every employee is required to blog every week. And that killed me because I said, well, what's the justification for it? And they said, they just say we have to, and there's no motivation, there's no strategy, as opposed to saying, well, you know what, you know, we'd like you to write when you have something to say. Um, right. You know, making right. making the whole company blog on a on, on the clock rather than, Blogging with a purpose is just it's it's doomed for failure. And they were talking about how the employees rebel, and instead they're publishing crap content. They're just putting out something because they have to. They have to put the time in, um, rather than saying, "Well, this week we're going to talk about this topic, or next month we're going to talk about this." When you plan it yeah. out and, and lay it out, then you have a much greater chance for success. That's why we talk about you know you know you're a publisher and to think like a publisher because that starts forcing you into this editorial calendar mentality where it's going to just it, when you go long term, it just it can't do nothing but help you be better at it. I think yeah, that was right. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, just to build on what CC was saying. I mean, you know, that that term editorial calendar. Somebody said to me this week, I have no idea what that means. 
<laughs> when you say that. <laughs> so, you know, I said, what it means is just to have a plan, you know, is just to think about, like, like you know, CC just drew that perfect analogy. It's like an editorial calendar in terms of a business just means, you know, not creating content at, you know, post by post, but really thinking about, okay, what, what, how does our blog fit into the rest of the content we're publishing? You know, how does it fit into the white paper that we want to do next month? Or how does it fit into this webinar series that we want to do? So really just thinking about your content in a, from a holistic perspective. Um, yeah. And when you do that, I mean, I think it does two things. First, it sort of does help you with that, the messaging and, and also helps you with sort of thinking strategically, like what are we communicating? Um, but also, you know, it, it kind of feeds into another rule in the book, which is reimagine, don't recycle. So in other words, you know, thinking about your content and your message across various platforms, you know, like a blog, like a webinar, like a Twitter feed, like a Facebook fan page, um, you know, versus just a one-off kind of thing. And I think that's, that's the kind of thing that you sort of, it'll get you into a groove, you know, that, and I think you need to be there as a company. No, I, I definitely think that, you know, having everybody motivated versus forcing it on them would be, it's almost uh, forcing it is is almost doomed for mediocrity. Yeah, that's not exactly. <laughs> now uh, we talk about you know how to develop content across different platforms, putting out videos, podcasts, ebooks, webinars, and all that sort of jazz. Do mm-hmm. we necessarily need to be um, in all of those places, or or how do you sort of recommend a company define what network or what medium is right for them? Yeah, I mean, no, you absolutely don't have to be everywhere. I mean, one of the things, another content rule is, is to play to your strengths. And um, and really what that means is, you know, it, it's not exactly as, as counter to what we've just been talking about as it might seem because, um, you know, the, the reality is it's that you are going to gravitate towards certain mediums, you know, in part because your audience is there, first of all, um, and secondly, because you sort of have an affinity or an affection for it. You know, CeCe's like an, an awesome photographer. You know, he he, he his content his um his visual content is really compelling. I'm a writer, so my stuff tends to be more in the text format. Um, so I think you also have to look at you know the resources that you have, um, you know within your own company, you know, and talk to the content creators and, and figuring out kind of you know what do we like to do, what what excites us, um, and then matching that up with you know where's our audience and and how can we best reach them. Um, I mean the reality is you know if you're not having fun, it's probably gonna suck. So. Um, you know just 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 play to those strengths. Think about what really excites us. What do we really want to do? Now, um, Cece, what do you, you've been you've been podcasting for a while and, and doing a few other things. Um, what do you like? What do you recommend that a company do when when they're sort of outlining those objectives? You know, put our strengths, develop an editorial calendar. How do we kind of circle all this around and, and track results on the content that we are putting out there? Well, yeah. I mean, one of the coolest things about online media as a whole is it's more trackable than pretty much anything else out there. You know, it, it still angers me when I talk to clients and they talk about, well, we know how many people are watching our commercial on television. And I always tell them, no, you don't. You don't, you don't have a clue, but I can tell you exactly how many views you get online. So it's one of those things yeah. that it's extremely trackable. But I would also argue that it's also, it's also very hard to track value sometimes. You know, just be, you know, you write a really compelling post or you share a really piece, key piece of content. It's not, you can't, only judge it by, you know, views or comments, because a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, it's going to get shared out, um, it's going to be spread, other people are going to react to it, people are, it's going to bring people to, in to subscribe to you. You know, some of those things, it's a, you got to look at it as definitely as a long tail approach rather than just a quick hit. Um, but, 
you know, and to, to really think about that, you know, does it strike up conversation? Are people talking about you more on Twitter? Or are they talking about you on blogs? You know, you can't all, you can't always trace that back to a single piece of content. I mean, I always talk about um, a friend, I, the, the case I always talk about is that, that I saw a friend of mine post a video about a new suitcase that he really loved. And I was in the market to buy a suitcase and I ended up buying it based on seeing his video. And then I wrote about it on my blog saying, you know what, I bet you the, 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 the uh, company will never pay attention to this. And I'm writing the blog so that they know that this video made by a user, you know, this piece of content actually sold them something. And I've yet to ever, I, I don't know if they ever saw it or not. I was trying to like raise a flag saying, Hey guys, pay attention. Um, but see, there was, you know, but there was, they made a great product. They put stuff out there. And this user then took it and ran with it. But will they ever be able to track that? Probably not. Not unless I had written or they paid attention to his original post. But there's things like that where, you know, it's sometimes harder to track. So I always say you can track. You can track it better than a lot of things, but you can't track it all. Yeah. Sometimes I think uh, companies, I, I call it, they're tracking ego instead of results when you're looking at the wrong thing, like just a sheer number of retweets or, or, or things like that. I mean, that stuff's important, and you should definitely be paying attention to it. I mean, the tools are out there, you know, whether you're using a Radian 6 or Visible Technologies or any of these solutions. You know, the tools are out there for you to measure this stuff, and you should be paying attention to it. But also don't put that as, like, the only thing you pay attention to, because the other thing I've seen a lot of people fall down is, is they'll say, oh, we, only, we didn't get enough views on YouTube, or we didn't get enough subscribers. And the problem is there's not a lot of sharing of information going out there. So what you think is an appropriate number is probably a lot higher than the reality of it. But let's face it, most agencies, most companies aren't sharing their data. Like we have no, no idea what the average, you know, piece of marketing video, how many views it gets on YouTube. But everybody sees millions of views for these viral hits, and they think that's the only way to have success. And it's not. You know, a, a video with just a few hundred views could be very successful if those hundred that viewed it turn into customers. So – you got to have a little reality check, measure it, but also pay attention and understand what those numbers are and really make sure you understand them rather than just thinking you understand them. It drives me nuts when they when uh, companies just jump all over the numbers. They don't really understand what they mean. Yeah, and I, mean, I think just to build on, on, on that, I mean, just the whole, the whole idea of, you know, creating content to drive, you know, some sort of behavior, I mean, I think that's, that's essentially what, what you have to be doing. Um, but be very, very specific about what that is. You know, what you want is not just, you know, tons of, of, um, of views. What you really want is to further your engagement with your customers. So really drill down and, and get into that. You know, what is what momentum are we trying to create here? You know, um, what are our or what are our objectives with the content? I, mean, I think those are the kinds of questions that you should be asking at, at the strategy level. You know, do we, do we looking are we looking just to you know further engagement with customers, and, and what will that look like, and how do we measure it? Um, and that's going to vary widely based on you know who you are, what you're doing, um, and kind of you know how you're how you're interacting, how you how you're measuring success ultimately. It's a question of what do we want to influence them to do. Right. Exactly. Now, in the book, we also talk uh, quite a bit about. I think you guys write it out as speaking human, humanizing mm. business your content. Can you uh, tell me a little bit more about that? I, I think a lot of folks. You know, when you're writing content, you, 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 it's easy. I see real estate agents do this all the time. Um, they think that they have to write, or they write it very in a form that's, I'm just going to say it, it feels a little bit stiff and dry and, <laughs> and not engaging at all. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I know. We do talk about that a lot in the book, and it's funny because, um, you know, I, I always think that that's probably all the, the content rules that we lay out, you know, speak human. I always feel like that's the one that's so easy for anybody to grasp. And actually, um, as Cece knows, you know, the one that our was most like, eh, I don't know, I really want to put that in there. And she just thought that it, it was kind of extraneous and also slightly insulting, I think, to people. Um, but the reality is that's the one we get the most questions about, or at least, you know, I've heard it a lot. It's like, what does that really mean? Like, I think there are kind of two problems with that. The first is that it kind of goes back to the way we were all taught to write in school. You know, everybody gets this, this notion that there's a certain way to write and that everybody should follow it, and that's when you get this sort of stiff, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to please my English teacher kind of English. Um, yes. And that's just, you know, that's that's not compelling. It's not engaging, like you just pointed out. Um, but the other problem is, you know, just that sort of extends into the corporate side of things, you know, where corporations feel like they need to be sort of, you know, a little bit more stiff and a little bit more kind of unapproachable, I guess, um, in order to appear somehow more legitimate, you know. Um, and I, I, what we say is, you know, it's not true at all. I mean, you want to show the, the humans behind your company. You want to show the people who are involved. Um, because, you know, people buy from people, whether you're a B2B company or a B2C company. And so, you know, that's why I think it's really important just to, Infuse all the things that you're doing with a with a with a sense of you know of humanity you know it's just that there's there are people here who who are who are um you know creating this content. Yeah, and it's 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 mind-boggling to us, but we run into it all the time. Where it's funny that's like the one rule every interview seems to ask us about. And, yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah. It, but but it, but but it's amazing because it's so true. Whether you know it's a little company or a big big brand, they see you know. The PR folks or the marketing folks, they just, you know, we, one of the big other things we have in the book is this list of, you know, buzzwords that should die. And, you know, they write in that way. And and it instantly turns everybody off. And right. the, the real power is when you actually connect with somebody. I mean, we used to, you know, if you ever spend any time in a small town, I mean, I grew up in a little town in New Hampshire, you know, we knew the people behind the counter at the stores. And there's no reason that you know, a huge company can't still have that effect. Online makes it real easy. Online makes borders disappear. And when you have a human approach and you're talking, you're just like, hey, what's up? Good morning. That goes a long way in today's world. And it does, it, that breaks through the clutter of everything else online faster than any spin or robotic pitch uh, that you can ever imagine. And I, I really hope that in the next couple of years that companies are going to wake up and realize, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's, it's just day-to-day -day common sense, but yet most of them haven't figured it out yet. I think it's, I, I hope, I hope this book nudges a lot of people in that direction to finally go, oh, wow, maybe this is a good way to do it. You know, talking to your neighbor, novel concept. It's very simple, yet <laughs> let's, you know, let's do it. You know, but it's so true. Yeah, it's I know. Nuts. So true. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I It's common agree. sense when you're, when you're with someone face-to-face, -face, but I think it's the second you get online, I think a lot of people get nervous. They, they forget a lot of those really basic elements. Right. Yeah, it's like right. someone just gave them a megaphone and they feel like they have to yell in it, but you don't have to. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. So, um, and Cece, what's what's uh, what do you go from here? World domination. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a master plan. You two were meant for this book. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we, we, uh, we, we, well, I mean, I'm really excited about this book and I feel like, um, not only, you know, is it a book that you seem like you're deeply about, but I think the timing is just kind of perfect for it. And that's what I'm really, uh, 
I'm really happy about that because I feel like that, you know, so many companies are, are sort of out there looking for this information, and um, and the timing of it is really great. And so, you know, I mean, I just, sales are going awesome, and I, you know, I'm just hoping that it just kind of keeps going and going and going. So um, that's kind of that's kind of my deal. If we could get a second edition, that would just be beautiful. I would be very happy with that. But we're a ways off, but, you know, that's kind of my goal in the back of my brain. Second second edition would be fun, you know. New York Times bestseller, that'd be kinda cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean I, you know, it's but it, I honestly I mean I, I I really hope that on I mean, granted, as someone who does consulting for a living, I really hope that, you know, this gives, you know, us a chance to get in front of companies to help them do content better because at the end of the day, you know, I, I look forward to the day down the road when this book is outgrown because everybody's adopted everything in it and, it, and everybody is doing it. But uh, I'm a realist, and I know that's not going to happen for a long time. <laughs> but I want to I want to be part of it. I mean, I as someone who has done some fun campaigns in the past, I want to work. I want I really want to see companies turn around. I want to see companies be successful. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I mean, one of the things we talk about at the end of the book is we tell people, hey, if you learn something from this book and you use it to implement something that's successful, to share it with us. And I cannot yeah. wait to put those case studies up on the website and say. Hey, here's how XYZ company did it. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, the, the people you wouldn't expect, like, you know, a preacher or a small town pizza shop. I want to see, I want those stories. And when we get to start sharing those stories, um, that for me will be a huge reward for the book because it'll, it'll mean that what we wrote does, in fact, work. I mean, I, I know it works and knows it works. A lot of people seem to be reading it and believing in it. But I can't wait to share those stories with people who took what we put down on paper exactly. and actually put it into practice. Yeah, and yeah. You know, the other too is that and I know you feel this way too, Susie. I mean, it's been really gratifying, but also surprising in a way that um, you know a, a lot of our friends, sort of longtime social media adopters, been in this space for a long time, have said to us, you know, I learned something from this book, and I was, and I just think that's awesome, you know, because to me it says that. You know, yeah, it is great for, you know, the pizza shop or somebody who's starting out or a big corporation who's sort of just starting to embrace the fact that they need to be, you know, creating content in a human voice and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, even people who have been doing it for a while, you know, can, can pick up this book and learn something from it. So, you know, just on the um, on the gratification meter, that's been, one, that's been one of mine too. It's like, wow, you know, I remember, Cece, when you and I were writing it, we're like, our friends are, are not going to get anything yeah. out of this book, probably. And, you know, <laughs> then, wow, I was really surprised at how many people have said to me, you know, I've, I've been creating content for a long time. I've been, you know, a long time, you know, podcaster, blogger, whatever. And um, and they're like, you know, this book rocks. I actually got some, some, you know, both a shot in the arm of inspiration and then also just, you know, some great ideas. So I'm like, cool. That's to me, is pretty awesome. I, your guys' style is a uh, style of writing and, and just who you are inspires action and creativity. Well, thank you. Thanks. That's awesome. And it, and it's funny because one of the things that I know Ann and I really, really, really wanted to set out, I mean, if you can't tell from us talking today, I mean, the, the concept of be human is second nature to us. This is just how we are. And we really, really wanted the book to read like we act and, you know, playful but informative. Um, and yeah. it, it's every time a review mentions that mentions that you know the voice of the book comes through as casual yet professional. That I know that makes both Anne and I extremely happy because we really wanted to do that. And we you know we didn't know if it's hard. You, we read it so many times. You know it just we think it does, but it's good to see that it actually carries forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other the other the other comment that I always like is 
um, quick read because it's like, you know, I've read so many business books that sort of plod along, you know, and it's like, God, you know, you keep flipping through. How many pages left in this chapter? But, you know, I haven't I haven't heard anybody say I couldn't get through it. You know, what I hear is, you know, fast read, you know, and I'm going to go back with a highlighter or something like that. And so just the fact that something's readable, I mean, a book, you know, in this in this world of, you know, tweets and blog posts and, you know, short micro content. I mean, the fact that people call a book readable to me is is another um is another sign that, you know, it it really is hitting the audience, you know. I get a lot of real estate agents who ask me on a day-to-day every week, what what book do you recommend or what book on social media do you recommend I pick up or start reading? Content Rules is definitely the go-to one that I'm recommending. I think with with emphasis, nice. I know you guys say it as, as this is sort of you know second nature to us and it's the most basic element, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say with emphasis on the speak human part. Awesome. That's great. Thank I, you. I think I think uh, a lot of folks, and as you all know, real estate is in my my sort of niche for a while now. I think they can benefit from a lot of the the, the learning points here, but I think they also need to benefit or or, or pick up on the fact that. You know, when you're engaging or trying to engage your customers online, it's okay to to be conversational. You don't necessarily need to have that very proper tone. I still refer to it as that very stiff tone. Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A friend of mine is a home actually, and um, and that was his reaction to it too. Like, you know, he always felt like like that he had to have um, his website kind of written in this sort of you know like high class tone or something you know like it, but it's it's almost inaccessible the way that he's he because he builds like high-end homes and so he felt like yeah. that he needed to sort of adopt this kind of mantra of like you know sort of more formal and 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 sort of in light with in line with you know kind of the homes he builds and then he read this and he was like all right i'm totally taking the wrong approach and he's kind of like switched it up on his blog so that's the kind of thing that's cool so yeah i can imagine that would be true of realtors as well so uh, i know that What's the? We talked about the website a little bit and being able to go there and share case studies. The website address is contentrulesbook.com. Yep. And uh, on chapter 29, your your last chapter in the book, I noticed that you share a 12 point content checklist. I think that that's an excellent resource for the folks who are, who are picking up and reading the book, and for for anyone really. Um, yep. We can dig through a lot of that content over on this website at contentrulesbook.com. Yeah, yeah and, there's a, and there's a lot of other, I mean, we've also, from day one, when we launched the website, we've been posting uh, content and different things. I mean, and also kind of using stuff, you know, constantly adding new stuff. I mean, like, next week we're giving a webinar, or this week we're giving a webinar. This week we're doing a webinar, but the promo video that the company made for it, we used as an example to say, look, here's how you can promote a webinar and yet still have fun with it. You know, it kind of backed up yeah. our points, but we've been trying to use real-world examples to say, look, this isn't just BS. We didn't just write it. This is actually being used by people. And so it's been a lot of fun of sharing that stuff. And there's, you know, also when you read the book, there's, we have a link out to some extra bonus stuff that you have to buy the book, of course, to, to find. But yeah, there's, you know, <laughs> you know, when we might put other stuff out there for it. Right. And so right now, you know, you can get a copy of that checklist in a downloadable format as well as uh, a blog post template. But, you know, as he says, the uh, the URLs in the book. So they're there when you buy it. Awesome. Now, if you uh, all had to leave us with one best practice, something that a new business can turn around and implement, and what would it be in NCC? Um, let's see. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I, I – um, 
I think kind of in line with what we're talking, I mean, probably one of my favorite um, um, content rules in the book is do something unexpected, which is to just sort of think about, you know, what can you do to, it's a little bit different. It may not be what, you know, everybody else is already doing. And, you know, if you mentioned that video, that um, it's a webinar promo that, that a company produced with, um, with us, and it's like that's an example of something that's totally unexpected. You know, I mean, a, a typical like promo video is very straightforward. Like, join us here. Here's what you'll learn. But you know, these people have fun with it. So, um, you know, do something unexpected doesn't mean that you know you've got to do something with a goal of letting it go viral. But really, just do something that's you know that that you have fun. That's a little bit different than um, what everybody else is doing. And I guess uh, if I was to leave with one thing, I would tell people to just you know stop stop worrying, stop fretting over, oh, my God, I can't do this, and just start. Do something. You know, pick a small initiative you've got going on, whether it's a product launch, maybe it's, your, you know, for real estate agents, maybe it's the next house you're selling, and do something with it. You know, try something new. Write about it. Take extra photos. Uh, do a video. Just dip your foot in the water and start small so that way, you know, two people get caught in the overall picture, gigantic, and they're like, I can never do this, and they get lost. They get, they get fear, and if you just start with something small, and right now, um, then you get your feet wet and you can learn from it, and then you can start figuring out, okay, here's what didn't work or did work. Now let's lay out a bigger strategy for long term. But don't be afraid to start small and dip your toe in the water. There's no one rushing you at all except for yourself. So start. Just get out there and do it. Stop waiting. You know, we, we, you, know you hear people talk about that with exercise or, you know, cleaning your house or whatever. Just, just go do something and stop, uh, stop thinking about it and do it. Nike had it right. They're geniuses. Just do it. <laughs> All right, and CC, thank you both so much for taking the time today. Guys, if you want to check out the book, go to contentrulesbook.com. And, and CC, I'll catch you two on the web. All right, thank Great. you very much for having us. All right, bye, guys. See ya.